listening to the Franchise Podcast Network, presented by Lucky Star Casino. You're listening to the Thunder Pregame Show on 107.7 The Franchise. Seven the franchise. It's the first take Thunder post game show. Matt Burton, Drake Vidito, and Dave Myrick along with you. The Thunder lose one twenty four to one fifteen out in Brooklyn, and uh, wow, it's uh, it, it was almost identical to the Atlanta Hawks game, just as far as the you know getting down. Uh, by a lot at halftime, and then kind of making it interesting uh, there late, but not as interesting as uh, the game a couple nights ago. But uh, Drake, how are we doing? Are we, we doing okay? Ah, uh, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, I yeah, mean, it's all good. It as much as it was the same to Atlanta, um, there was no excuse of you know right late night shenanigans on the plane, getting in late to uh, in Atlanta. Uh, but ding, 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 I feel like we have a, a new winner for worst loss of the season. Um, probably overtaking that Houston loss back in early December. Or if you want to uh, dig a little deeper into the schedule, a De'Aaron Foxless Sacramento team. Uh, but I think far and away the worst loss for the Thunder. Uh, but on the same side, I think this game serves as a good reminder um, to not only Thunder fans, but to everyone that uh, is watching, you know, or is an NBA fan in general, uh, the Thunder team isn't good enough to sleepwalk no. through any games. I don't care if it's a Denver or a New Orleans, and I don't care if it's a Washington or an Atlanta. Um, this team, with how well they did in December and how much we've put them on a pedestal, uh, no team, especially not the Thunder, with their age and their inexperience, they just it, they're not good enough to sleepwalk through games and hopefully make a make a for, a, a great fourth quarter comeback. Right. They've had two of those. They've had respectable fourth quarter comebacks, but the holes that they've dug themselves these past two games have just has just been insurmountable. Dave, how are we doing tonight? I'm good, guys. That uh, that sucked, but hey, we're here. We're here, man. Yeah, we're here, and it, it's going to be fine. Everything's okay. Absolutely. You know, nothing is effed, man. Nothing is effed. You know, I just like it's okay. Everything's fine. I think the the first half. I mean, let's just jump right into it, man. The first half for me, I thought the Thunder were getting good looks. They were getting some open looks, and it was one of those nights. The lid was on the rim, and they just weren't going in. I mean, you're going to have some of those nights, no matter how good NBA players are, which they are, the best basketball players in the world. They're still human. They're still going to have some of those nights where. Hey, missing missing shots kind of becomes contagious at a little bit. I mean, as much as you know, hitting shots does, missing does too. It it, it starts to compound very very quickly, and uh, on the same side of the of the coin. Uh, now, this I'm making this seem very simple, and it it kind of was. And we can that's what we do. We it talk is. about it simply, and yeah. then dive into the the specifics of it. Brooklyn was getting the exact same looks on the other side, and they were not missing in that first half. I mean, they scored 39 in the first quarter, 36 in the second. Uh, it evened out for Brooklyn as the game went on, right? I mean, only 26 in the third quarter, 23 in the fourth. But that first that first half, uh, Brooklyn was getting good looks wherever they wanted, 
and just capitalizing, man. Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, I mean, Gosh. he was seven of twelve tonight. It was uh, he was he was killing him. Everyone was. It felt like in that first half um, for the Thunder, though. Yes, they were getting those same looks on offense in that first half, but man, that defense was about as abysmal as it could yeah. have been. Uh, the ball didn't even have to get to the second side for uh, for the Nets. And what do we know about the Nets? I mean, the Thunder's already played this team. What do we learn from them in that first matchup? It's a bunch of three and D guys. They're going to drive to the paint and try and kick out for an open three. That's what they. That's what they've compiled. Do. All of the solid 3-and-D guys on one, one team. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So whether it be a Cameron Johnson, uh, a Mikael Bridges, Spencer Dinwiddie, as you said, Dorian Finney-Smith, I mean, everyone was hitting, but it's not like they were, they were you know, these crazy shots. I mean, they were getting the same exact look, those th- looks those th- the Thunder were getting in the first half, um, but the effort there was at least somewhat alive for Brooklyn in that first half to, to get out to, I think they got up as big as what? 30 tonight. Yeah. 30 or 31. I mean, just insane. 32, excuse me. Just insane. Just, and listen, I get it. These past two games for the thunder defensively have not been stellar, but we, how many times have we sat up here this season and said the reason the thunder have been able to beat teams like the nuggets twice this season, the Celtics is because a, they haven't before back in December. They they were turning the ball over to extremely low clip. Okay, that means less possessions for the other team. Um, these past two games has been uh, the exact opposite of how the Thunder operated in December, turning the ball over at a high clip. Defense rotationally just being in in the gutter for especially yeah. in the in the the first three quarters. Um, and you just can't do that for any team in the NBA and expect to win, especially after giving up as many rebounds uh, as they did tonight. It's just a recipe for, for disaster. It is, man. It, it really is. And I keep saying it, so, all right, we might as well make this a drinking game on the, the post game <laughs> and, and mentioning the offensive rebounds given up. Tough. Um, Dave, Dave, do you have the stats pulled up? Uh, I read that they gave up 30 second chance points. Okay. And that's the okay, second yeah, game in yeah. a row. Oklahoma City has given up 70 before the half. Yeah. So, yeah. Not, not good. Yeah. The, the reason I was going to ask, cause I asked Drake this earlier. If you had to guess how many offensive rebounds the Brooklyn Nets had tonight, what would, what would that number be? Do we have an over under we can start with? Uh, over under 17. I'm going to go over. Yeah. They did. Okay. They had, tw- they gave up 20. Okay. They gave up 20 offensive rebounds tonight. To the Brooklyn Nets. And again, you might be like, Matt, you say this all the time. You know, find a new slant. I'm sorry, but this, it, it's still the slant that I'm going with because yes. it's still a problem. We are, what, uh, math, 23 plus 11. That is 34 nice. games into the season. Quick math. That was nice. And it's still an issue. It's a yeah. very big issue. You can't win games like that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know I keep harping on it, but if you keep giving teams 20 extra possessions... And 30 second chance points, that does not bode well for success. And the reason they and the reason they have been able to win some games this year, even though they have been not in the rebounding advantage, even by as some as like 10 to 15, like they were tonight, is because they have been able to generate turnovers at a high clip on those yeah. other teams. We've said it many times before, it almost acts like a hedge, if you will. Um, and they've just kind of been rolling that dice each yeah. game, and it's been working out for them really well. And tonight was a crisp, clear example as you see what happens if you, the Thunder, turn the ball over at a high clip and you're not able to turn over your opposing team at a much higher um, spin than you're giving it away. 
so for example, tonight's turnover margin was uh, 13 to Thunder, 15 to Brooklyn. It's not, it's not that big of a gap. And it, when that gap's not big and you're not able to rebound, you see the final score tonight. Yeah. Um, it's just too big of a hole for you to dig out of the Oklahoma City Thunder, that is. In the offensive rebounds, like, I, I get it. There are going to be some offensive rebounds where, hey, a, a long three-point shot, it, it leads to a long rebound, and it just goes back to the offense. That's Sometimes you just can't help that. Nick Claxton had eight offensive rebounds, and they were all just <laughs> around the rim, put backs. You know, it, it's it, that, that stuff can't happen. Yeah. And it keeps happening over and over again to this Thunder it's, team. It's really frustrating, too, because... These big attempted comebacks that they've had for the past two games, it's like, okay, if we're going to make the excuse for them that these sluggish slow starts are because of these outward consequences, then why are we, why do we see this in the fourth quarter and why can't we see that for four straight quarters, right? I mean, they played great in the fourth. They technically won the second half. Uh, both the third quarter and the fourth quarter when it came to scoring output. OKC did 32-26 to 26 in the third and 36-23 to 23 in the fourth. I'm just wondering where the disconnect is happening. Is it just an effort thing? Um, is it just a, hey, we're getting out-efforted on the boards, um, defensive rotations, whatever you want to say, um, but why are why are the Thunder failing to find you know four good quarters of basketball? I'm not asking for perfect quarters, right. but four solid effort quarters um, to where in a game like this and against a team like the Brooklyn Nets where it's a scheduled win, should be a scheduled win for you, where is the disconnect happening? And that's the question that I'm I'm found trying to answer tonight. Also, Thunder, uh, as a team, I think before the Hawks game, we're somewhere around 85% free throw percentage as a team, which is unreal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, was, it was first in the league by a long shot. 66% tonight, 16 of 24. Five misses at the line from Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's a 91% free throw shooter. Uh, he didn't shoot well or shoot him well the other night against Atlanta. I mean, was the uh, the Boston game, I think, he missed a, a technical free throw, or was that the, the Atlanta game? It was one of the last two. It, it was the Atlanta. The Atlanta game. He missed a technical free throw. He must be, I think he's like, one for four on technical free throws this year. Like he just for whatever reason, uh, the guy's not being around the lane. It 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 messes with Shea. It looks like, but uh, yeah, ten to fifteen. Uh, but I mean, Shea ended up with thirty four, nine rebounds, six assists. A lot of they're not a lot of those, but some of those came a, a little bit later. He was getting to the basket, being a, a really aggressive. Uh, but eleven of nineteen from the field. Uh, I thought he I thought he was he was fine tonight. Just the the free throws. He's got to get that rhythm back, man. It, it's 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 so weird too, right? Because Isaiah Joe seems to be off the same games that SGA is off. I don't, <laughs> like I know that's that's a whole lot of nothing at the end of the day, but Isaiah Joe man just just struggling as well. But I mean, in games like this, if the Thunder are going to make the comebacks that they do yeah. in the third and the fourth, I'm glad to see that the spearhead of those of those comebacks largely for the most part was SGA. I think J Dub had played a really good part in that in the fourth quarter as well. The start of the fourth where SGA shit. Almost. 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 Or or SGA sits. Since. There you go. uh, Until like seven or six. Thank you. Gesundheit. Until like seven or six minutes left in the fourth. But um, yeah, it's kind of odd, right? Because usually with with a guy like Shea, free throws are like the safe haven, right? Like it's the old reliable, um, much like the drive for him. Um, But it's weird. It's not only been the free throws, but... 
as a team as a whole, like just the three point shooting has kind of dipped yeah. a little bit. Um, the team free throw shooting tonight was not stellar, sixty five percent or sixty six, I believe. Um, just a, it's a weird. It was a weird game yeah. across the board because you didn't really get to see a great bench output either. Um, Michich came in, probably was the best player off the bench tonight for yeah. the Thunder. Um, Case and Wallace probably a close second. Um, but just especially after the Hawks game where the bench did outstanding, not a single guy um, shot below 50%, just not the bench um, production that you were looking for tonight either, especially after getting out to the bad start. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's uh, it's not good right now. Luckily, I mean, they have, they have a good opportunity for a bounce back against the uh, just terrible Washington Wizards. Now, if they lose that one, then we're in this... <laughs> We this post-game be- show might burn down a little <laughs> bit. Drake Vinito might burn this thing down uh, just a tad. But uh, this is the franchise first take Thunder post-game show. Before we get out of here, I want to get to our guy Welding Man 7 on Twitch, who says, why are the Thunder struggling against teams that are under 500? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is their third loss to a team under yeah. 500. If you're counting Golden State at the time in which they lost. Yeah, second in a row. Second in a row. No, Second that's, time I mean, that's yeah. happened. Uh, that was New Orleans Golden State, November first, November third. The last time they've lost back to back games. That's not true. Philadelphia, Minnesota, November twenty fifth, November twenty eighth. I apologize. A little bit of a rough patch right now for the uh, the adolescent Thunder. We've graduated from Eddie Radosovich calling them the baby Thunder. Yeah. Us on the franchise afternoon show referred to them as the adolescent Thunder now because they're they're actually that kind of contenders now. It's they're like, not the baby Thunder anymore. We love Eddie Radosovich, but we felt like it was time for. You know, a little bit of a graduation. They're a little bit past the baby thunder. It's like young Jeezy is now Jeezy. He's just Jeezy. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what it is. I don't know what the age cutoff was. Like, I think he could have been not young Jeezy for a very long time before he actually got the name to that's, <laughs> that's a story for another night. Story for another night. Uh, that is Drake Vinito. I'm Matt Burton. We got Dave Myrick back behind the glass with us on the other side. We'll dive back into the game. You're listening to the Thunder Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise. the franchise. First take Thunder post game show. Drake Vitito, Matt Burton, Dave Myrick along with you. I mean, yeah, we just just got done talking about it, but uh, yeah, not much, not much as far as the bench goes tonight. Uh, Chet Holmgren, I think, finished eight of fifteen uh, tonight. Seventeen point six boards, three assists. Didn't make his four three point attempts. Past two games, I mean, like the the stats are, are fine. You know, was, yeah, you know, obviously, other than the three point shooting, looks like he's he's going through a bit of a like literally two game like a two game stretch where it's just like I think he looks a little tired. I think the taller, skinnier fives have given Chet the most trouble thus far. Yeah, and I think a part of and it Claxton's is, good too. Like it's Claxton's not, yeah. good. Jalen Johnson is emerging. Yeah. Is a could be a, a real. I mean, if he's not let's already, go Duke. A real, yeah, a really, really good ball player. But I just think the taller, skinnier guys have a little bit more mobility, if you yeah. will. And um, we know Chet's bag, if you will, offensively off the dribble is not too varied. Um, he's got the spin. He's got kind of like the half spin into the jump, into the jump shot. But um, they've they, those two have traditionally done very well. But at the same time, it's like. You know, it's it's variance, right? I mean, we've 
the Thunder have played uh, this Nets team before already. Going to play the Hawks a little bit later on in the season, their second time. Um, so it, it's not something I'm truly worried about, just because it's going to be someone different every other night. Yeah, and so and he's a rookie, so it's all a learning experience. But yeah, just kind of how the Thunder have been playing. I don't know if this is a correlation or anything, but kind of how the Thunder have been performing. These past couple of games, you've seen Chet also not play his best right. couple of games. And listen, I mean, he was the Western Conference Rookie of the Month for the month of December, yeah, deservedly right. so. Um, and, and I'm just talking about two games. There's two games where I thought he looked a little bit sluggish, like a little bit tired. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, he played what, like only 25 minutes against Atlanta? He didn't play a ton. You know, went 35 tonight. And still, I mean, I, it's just, I, I think this is more of. I'm holding him to maybe an unfair higher standard. Yeah. But it, it, he has looked a little bit uh, labored and That's tired. That's good, though, I, I think. Because, you know, like, your parents always tell you, you know, I'm doing this because I love you. Like, I'm holding, <laughs> right, you, to, yes, I'm holding, yes. I'm holding you to this standard. It's because, because we, I, we know we how good you can be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we know how good you can be at insert this. We're you know? coming at this Except from... Except for, you know, math or science. Right. We're coming at this from a perspective of... We know how good you're going to be. You're going to have bumps along the way. Yeah. Let's see how um, how short those bumps can be. Like, let's not make this a, a four or five game conversation down the road where it's like, well, I wonder why Chet hasn't shown up, you know, in the past five games in a row. You know, can we keep it to one or two and then move on? That's, I mean, but th- we've been saying that. That's what we look yeah. for in all the rookies. I mean, how consistent, how consistent can you uh, build upon game after game? Um, so I'm not too worried at all. Uh, I thought, I mean, I thought J dub was awesome tonight too. Yeah. 20 points on 11 shots. He was eight of 11, uh, two of three from the free throw line. So only, only two free throws to go along with that. Just super efficient. Two of four from the three, five assists, five boards and a block. So, I mean, whenever he, he started getting it going a little bit, like like, towards the, towards the very end of that game And, and they've, they've started doing I was I was glad they didn't do this tonight because he was he, he had kind of started the uh, hand quotes comeback right it w- wasn't a true comeback they didn't yeah. come back and make just it just a couple buckets. like a one possession game but I mean yeah. he was he, he started getting it going there a little bit in the fourth and they had been doing this thing where you know Mark would you know Shea sits the first like six minutes of yeah. the second quarter. Uh, in first six minutes of like the fourth quarter, now he'll come back in. But they've been doing this thing where they play J Dub throughout that whole time in the fourth quarter. Yeah, sub him out at that like six six and a half minute mark, mm-hmm. and then sub him back in with like three minutes to go. Right. I was very glad they just let it ride with with J Dub because yeah. they they needed him out there to make any sort of comeback. And hand that, quotes. And again. that has quickly turned into my favorite like. If you're just taking like minute chunks out of each quarter, my favorite quarters to watch are are the start of that second and fourth when yep. SGA goes out because that was truly the biggest problem for the Thunder last year was that they were so heavily SGA reliant that anytime SGA went out, you knew that if there was a Thunder lead that it was going to get whittled down, um, or if the Thunder were down that you knew there was probably going to be a big chunk of uh, of a of a deficit uh, about to grow. Um, so my favorite lineup has quickly, just outside of the normal five for the Thunder, that J-Dub plus Michich guard combo yeah. that we get at the start of the of the second and fourth quarter has quickly become just the most intriguing slash fun 
lineup to watch. Don't really care who else is in with them, whether it be more of a shooter's lineup with like maybe like an Isaiah Joe, mm-hmm. um, maybe Kenrich in there just going complete small ball like we've kind of seen. But, man, they J-Dub has just become so aggressive and not even like scoring aggressive. He he definitely has that, but like just playmaker aggressive where he's always attacking the guy that's in front of him. Um, and I just love seeing those two go to work together because I think that's a tandem that – has just with the with the small amount of games that they have played, they have just shown so much potential already. Um, but that that has been some of my favorite minutes, and and you've seen it in the minutes, uh, in the lion's share of minutes where you see J Dub doing his most damage. It's usually during the the first of that second, the first of the fourth, um, and it was the same case tonight. This wasn't the only game going on in the NBA tonight, Dave. Why don't you take us around the association, man? <laughs> All right, gentlemen, there were 14 games in the NBA tonight. Some still going on, as you guys have touched on. The uh, Nets beat the Thunder 124 to 115. Thunder have now dropped two in a row. No panic buttons, but they need to uh, turn it around fast. Other games, the Atlanta Hawks did not continue their winning ways. They drop it to the Indiana Pacers 115 or 150 to Ooh. 116. Oh, yeah. Looks like uh, Miles Turner went for 27 for the Pacers. The Boston Celtics beat the Utah Jazz 126 to 97. Jason Tatum, 27 points for the Celtics as they stay uh, pretty consistent winning ball games. The Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Washington Wizards 114 to 90. It's like Donovan Mitchell went for 26 for the Cavaliers. The Hornets lost to the Bulls tonight, 104 to 91. Andre Drummond with 10 points for the Bulls. Strong game for Andre. The Timberwolves beat the Rockets 122 to 96 as they move to 25 and 9 on the year. Rudy Gobert 13 points, and Anthony Edwards 24 points for the T-Wolves. The Mavericks beat the 12 Trailblazers 113 to 80. I'm sorry, that game is still in progress here. 113 to 81, 8 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Other games in progress. The Orlando Magic are trailing to the Denver Nuggets 76-58. That one is in the third quarter, nine minutes to go. Miami Heat trail the Suns 78-63, to 8.03 to go in the third in that one. The Lakers and Grizzlies are tied at 10 in a game just underway, 6.42 to go in the first quarter. And the Pistons trail the Warriors 15-11 to with 2.57 to go in the first. And the Sacramento Kings are up on the Toronto Raptors 23-18, 3.23 to go in the first. A lot going on around the association this evening. Very good. Appreciate you, Dave. Uh, speaking of the Pacers, 150 to uh, whatever that was, to not as much as 150. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, his last five games, 84 assists and six turnovers. He had 18 assists tonight. Are the Pacers the dark horse for the East this year? They might be. I mean, outside they of outside of Celtics, Bucks, Sixers. I mean, is anyone truly believing in any other team out of the East? No, because yeah. I think it'll it'll be one of those three teams. I think I think those three teams are definitely separated. But as far as you know, making it interesting, if the Pacers can, 
you know, getting that 4-5 matchup, win a first-round matchup, and then, hey, see what happens. They've been able to beat the Bucs. Yeah. If they, may, they may want the smoke with the Bucs. They've won their last six. I know. Most or largest current win streak right now in the league. Shout out to Indiana, man. Uh, they, with also in the in the West to lead. Also, um, all the Warriors are unhappy, by the way. I don't know if you saw any of that. Yeah. Did you see Kerr's response where he's like, yeah. in my years, I was also unhappy with my playing time. I played 15 years, and it's all like, 15, I was frustrated with my playing time. Hey, Steve, you can lay down the iron hand every once in a while, brother. Like, I've, yeah. I've never seen Steve Kerr, like, once. Just pure coaching, just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I I feel like that never happens if there is a line like already drawn, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. respect, respect had with your coach. And that's kind of what we've been talking about with Dagnald is one of his greatest aspects is even when the Thunder were losing awfully like these past two seasons, the guys respected him and you could tell that he could hold the room. Yeah. Um, Steve Kerr has never had to deal with that for a large part of his coaching career. And it's just funny. Like, when when crap hits the bricks, uh, if you will, um, it just doesn't seem to always be folding uh, the right way in his direction when it comes to his players. That is Drake Vitito. I am Matt Burton. We got Dave Myrick back behind the glass. Last segment coming up. You're listening to the Thunder Post Game Show on 107.7, the franchise. Welcome back, 107.7, the franchise. It's the first take Thunder post game show. Matt Burton, Drake Vitito, and Dave Myrick yesterday. Do you think the Thunder would be willing to um, pick up an alien for uh, their 15th roster spot? I don't think that Victor Womanyama is available. I was talking about the one in Miami. Oh, down okay. at the mall. Got you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. There I you th- go. I think I would be. I think I'd be okay with anything at this point. Yeah, I think so. Back up big. I don't know. Can the alien rebound? That's. I mean, with how tall apparently he's being reported to, I don't think he'd even have to uh, leave the ground. Okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah, sign me up. Okay. I wouldn't put it past Sam Presti. Did you see? Did you see that in the news today? Yes, I did. Okay, okay. I did good. Yeah, I, I didn't. Fill me in. What happened? Uh, yeah. Just a, another Bigfoot esque type video. Um, a mall in Miami got evacuated. There was like literally 25, 30 police cars. I don't know who reported it or who tipped off who, but um, there's like very grainy footage of like this ten foot gray image thing like in front of this from like a helicopter shot like in front of this mall but I was like maybe the Thunder could pick him up. Yeah. Are we being invaded? Has it <laughs> I think so. Hey, there, there was one game I missed I think. Uh, I didn't want to leave it out. The New York Knicks beat the 76ers one hey. Okay. New yeah. York Knicks 3-0 and in the OGN and OB era? Knicks tape. Wow. Knicks tape. So you get a, a win against the 76ers and you get a win against the Timberwolves. It's a pretty good first pretty good. Uh, first three. Uh, but playoff-wise, I'm good. I'm still okay. Yeah, I know they I won one. I know they won one last year, but, you know, I think there's a cap. I do think OG Ananobi makes them better. Like, I don't think you were getting anywhere with RJ is, Barrett missing open threes, but, you know. Is Mitchell Robinson, like, I think he's done for done the year. For the year. Okay. I think he broke his leg. Oh, okay, yeah. I think so, yeah. Then, yeah, if they, had, if they still had him, I'd be like, okay, 
Okay, I kind of like that. Not as not as much as I like the Sixers, Celtics, Hartenstein. Hartenstein's a a good backup, and but, Bucks, that's, but yeah, but that's the problem. Yeah, like, he's a good backup, and he's not playing backup minutes right now. Yeah, but go Knicks, I guess. Sure, might as well. Yeah, you might as well, guys. It's not time of the show. Let's get a vibe check. You know the f- vibes. You sure you're all good? No, I'm actually not good, man. Can I tell you something? Yeah, bro. Yeah, the vibes off, man. Uh, the, the park vibe? Yeah, the park vibe's off, man. Get real, dude. Your vibe's off. Is it noticeable? Is it noticeable? I, I don't know. I think I feel like I bring in some good vibes. All right, you have four minutes to tell me what the f- is going on. I, I don't know, man. I, I, th- I thought my vibe was chill, bro. No, well, you thought wrong. So, that's your that's your that's your bad. Let's get a vibe check. Let's go. Let's get a vibe check right here on 1077 The Franchise. Dave, would you like to start us off? I will start us off, gentlemen. Uh, I mean, the last two games have sucked, right? Yeah. No way around that. But I think what kind of makes it doubly suck is the situation. I mean, Oklahoma City was talked about as the hottest team in the league and playing the best basketball. And then you blink, and they've got two losses. But that's going to be my bad vibe because it has been bad. You always know I've got a silver lining, so I'm going to go to the good vibe of this is a marathon, not a sprint. You're going to have highs. You're going to have – I won't even call this a low. I'm going to call it a lull. There you go. Nothing to panic about. They've lost a couple games, regrouped. They're still young. You're still going to have growing pains, but they've proven on any given night they can and do beat the best in the league. So that's bad vibe. The last two games sucked. Good vibe. Long season. Yeah, I mean, uh, give the Thunder good teams to play against, okay? I'm tired yeah, right. of playing these bad teams that end up beating the Thunder and making the Thunder look bad. I'm tired of that. Like, what conversations will we be having if this was, like, getting, you know, drilled by 30 for most of the game against the Nuggets? Right. And then you come back and make it interesting, at least. Like, are we having a different conversation right now? Or are Hell. we still just pointing out my bad vibes, yeah. which is going to be going to defensive team rebounding? Or how about just team rebounding yeah. tonight, period? Um, we have been talking ad nauseum all season about how the Thunder are just kind of at a, on the wrong side of the tracks, if you will, when it comes to size, length, whatever you want to talk about. It's always going to be an uphill battle, uphill battle in the rebounding category night in and night out. So it's mainly going to come down to effort, and it simply was not there for the first, I don't know, three quarters tonight. Um, and as you saw, even though the Thunder have done extremely well in the past month of playing basketball against whoever they have played up against, um, if you're going to sleepwalk... On that side of the floor, effort-wise, for most of the game, I don't care who you have on your team or who you're playing against. It's just not going to click, and it's never going to come together the way you want it to. Uh, lethargic, sleepwalking, if you will. Um, so tonight's uh, bad vibes for me will be team rebounding for the Thunder. Good vibes. I'll go J-Dub. I'll go uh, yep. Jalen Williams tonight. Uh, was a big part of that fourth quarter comeback. I've really enjoyed J-Dub playing playmaker, playing guy with the ball in his hands um, for basically those stretches in the beginning of the second and fourth quarters. I think he's I think he's just awesome. I think he can get he's getting really good at getting to whatever spot he wants on the floor. He's a three-level scorer at high levels. 
Um, he was the first one to make a three tonight, which, by the way, we haven't really touched on it. The Thunder, who apparently are number one in the NBA in three-point shooting, which is still crazy to me, yeah. only made nine tonight. And that yeah. is another big reason. And you kind of alluded to it in the first mm-hmm. uh, segment, saying that, you know, they had the looks, they just weren't making the shots. Uh, but J-Dub tonight, especially in the fourth, kind of kind of spearheaded that, that comeback, if you will. So bad vibes, team rebounding for the Thunder, and good vibes, Mr. Jalen Williams by way of Santa Clara. I'm going to give a shout-out on Twitter to our guy Daniel Bell. D-Bell says, uh, how do you know the alien is a he? Drake? I apologize, and if Eddie were here, he would, you know, he would have me axed because yeah. on the Franchise Morning Show, we don't assume gender. Yeah. I was more alluding to the fact of if it was, thing, if, it, if it, it were, it is really freaking tall, and if it is real, Maybe give him a call. Give it a call. Yeah, there you Excuse go. Excuse me. <laughs> give the alien a call. Can he or she get an offensive rebound? That's that's the only thing. Can it, can it get a defensive rebound? Any sort of rebound. The Thunder need it. Is it sentient? Right. Does it understand right. sign language? Yeah. Just Yeah. Uh, have it watch one basketball game and be like, okay, do you... You see where you know, the ball goes up. It hits the rim. We call that orange thing a rim. With the ball bounces off of that, can you just grab it? Can you just grab that basketball? Have it watch Wilt's 100-point game. Oh, wait. Daniel Bell doesn't believe that actually happens. <laughs> so that is where I'll leave that. We need to show the alien, uh, the Torian Prince video when he's at Baylor explaining yeah. what a rebound is. We need to we need to show that. You yes. go up and you grab the ball. Yes. Uh, they did that more times than we did. That's tonight. amazing. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. All-time clip. Uh, my bad vibes tonight. Uh, it was also going to be the uh, offensive rebounding just because I just keep, er, uh, excuse me, giving up the offensive rebounds because uh, I've been harping on that pretty much all season. I'll go just to the three-point line in general. Again, 29% from three, nine of 31. Uh, Not great, Bob. Not great at all, but again, silver lining. I mean, you know, it's okay. Like, it's fine. Sometimes even professionals have nights where they just can't buy one. That's right. And it was tonight for the Thunder. Good vibes tonight was also going to be J-Dub, but um, I'm going to switch up it from from the kind of the norm. Okay. Right? Okay. Shea is usually the understood player of the game, right? We all, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. I think J-Dub was probably the player of the game uh, tonight. Good vibes, though, is not specific to who was the best player on the night, right? It's just not someone that, something that gave you good vibes. I liked what I saw from Vasimicic tonight. That's right. Three for four. That's right. Six points, three assists in 12 minutes. Love it. Solid good vibe. I'm just saying, like, uh, like it doesn't have to be the player of the game. It just whoever gave you good vibes tonight. And only I'm, 12 minutes. I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I liked what I saw from him in a short period of time. I've liked what I've seen from him uh, these past however long it's been that he's been playing because yeah. to start the year, it was like he's going to play two games, and then you're not going to see him for three. Yeah. He's, he'll play two more games, then oh, DNP coach's decision for five five games. And now it looks like he's finally settled in a little bit, you know, settled into being a part of the rotation. And a couple of the games, though, on this streak that he's been on where, with of consistent games, he's kind of been the king of, okay, I'm going to go one for five <laughs> from, yeah. from the floor, but I'm going to have five or six assists. 
And I, I just, I like what I've seen from Vasimicic. I like what I saw from him tonight. About as aggressive, like, if aggressive, non-score. Right. If that is a category, like, Vasa would probably be, like, number one in that category. He's always looking for guys, but he's always able to create space for himself so he can get, you know, those passes to guys as well. What I'm saying is Vasa Micic Rookie of the Year train. What are those <laughs> odds? What are the odds for Vasa Micic Rookie of the Year? Uh, no, but I, I have liked what I've seen from him, uh, especially tonight, but on this string of games that he's he's putting together. It makes you wonder why he Sunday. didn't play yesterday and gave yeah. all the minutes to someone else who shall not be named Lenny Waters. <laughs> But I don't. You know, it's okay. It's, it's all right. It's fine. It's fine. Excuse me. He was ve- he was very important though in some of those December games. Um, kind of like what we were saying with the J Dub Vasa tandem there in the beginning, second and fourth quarters. It's a thing, man. You can get on the wagon as soon as you want. I will be the conductor. We will be the conductors here on the franchise post game show, and also. OKC 82. Now that uh, football season is over and the craziness has kind of uh, subsided a little bit, which just means that I have a little bit more time on my hands now and to not be a lazy bum. We've gone and I can actually, you know, do this and post it on to, you know, the podcast. Yeah, we've gone from the busy, busy season with the, you know, trinity of. Yes. And then we're down to just the busy. We are. We are just down to the busy busy time. But. Uh, yeah, if you missed, if you're tuning in late, if you missed it, you can go check us out on OKC82, wherever you find your podcast. But Thunder back in action, uh, I believe, on the 8th. That is correct. On the 8th at Washington, taking on the Wizards, Kyle Kuzma, Jordan Poole. It's kind of a train wreck down there, uh, or excuse me, up there in Washington, D.C., in our nation's capital. Uh, so this one... Again, like Dave said earlier, we're not panic button has not been hit yet. Nope. If they lose this one, I'm not going to hit the panic button. I'll be hovering though. This is this is getting into the terror territory of disappointed parents. Yeah. Right. This stretch, the Brooklyn, Washington, Miami, Portland, and I'll say Orlando too, just because yeah. that game's at home. It's a very manage manageable stretch of games. I know a lot of those are going to be played on the road, but it's a very manageable stretch of games where you're expecting the Thunder come to come out on top more than not. It's not a great start right now. Yeah. So we're hovering over the disappointed dad button. Yes. No panic. No panic. But disappointed dad button. Like, hey, why didn't you turn in that assignment? It yeah. was, you know. This is a what's Washington, going on. This is a Washington game where the starters should not be playing in the final six minutes of the fourth. Yeah. That's where. That's where the parents will be setting their expectation. Do they learn from what happened that you cannot? Sleepwalk against teams that you are supposed to beat. That's anybody. My exactly. Yeah. If you sleepwalk against Jordan Poole, that yes. Poole's going to be <laughs> doing like tricks on right. the court, Mate, taking awful shots in the yeah. process. But they're, how the Thunder have been performing night in and night out the past two games, those things are somehow going to find a way to go in. You want to you want to add to the Jordan Poole lowlights of the season, not <laughs> right. not the highlights yeah. for sure. Uh, but gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. I do not believe that we'll have we might have post game for the. Uh, for the Wizards game, that is TBD. But Monday we'll night football. Keep you, uh, so we will not? No. We Especially at a 6 p- Is there a Monday 6 night game? P- tip, though. Is there a Monday night football game? I think they're all on Sunday. 
Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. I thought that too. Yeah, okay. they're all uh, all but two. Two of them are on Saturday, but well, all on Sunday. Full slate on Sunday. Oh my they goodness! Should, they should be hearing us then. They should be hearing our lovely voices on Monday. But that'll do it for this edition of the franchise first take Thunder post game show.